Ladies and gentlemen of the Patreon world, welcome to After The E, episode one, where myself and Mike are going to take a wrestler who's been released on our timeline and take a look at their first ever pay-per-view match in a new promotion. And where better to start than scissor my daddy ass himself, the one, Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, scissor me, scissor daddy. me daddy ass, Mr. Ass, Kip, Kip Sop, Kip James, the Fuck, new age outlaw, outlaw the new age outlaw. Uh, so yeah, we thought let's try, let's do something a bit fresh, a bit new, and I miss talking about Billy Gunn. Yeah, so. <laughs> we love Billy Gunn. So let's cut, rewind a bit, Mike. On November the first, two thousand and four, Billy Gunn, Monty Sop, um, released from his WWE contract, and in June two thousand and five, Sop he gave a bit of a let's say heavy critical interview on WWE and Triple H. Battered him, saying he runs the shit over there. He's he's in charge. He puts people over when he wants to. He puts people down when he wants to. Uh, and obviously, this progressed a bit later in his TNA career when him and uh, <laughs> him and BG James the challenge him to the Alamo. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Billy Gunn, he's now out there, independent, resting all over. Can't be Mister Ass. He's Monty Kipsop, Outlaw Billy Gunn, James the One, scissor me ass. Daddy ass. Daddy ass, great gimmick. Fucking love it. How Billy Gunn is still over. The thing is, what I love about Billy Gunn, when I were a kid, he may told me to tell people to suck it. Yeah. When kids these days, he's telling them to scissor each other. Billy Gunn scissor is... Scissor me, he's, daddy he's, ass. He's a marketing genius, man. Um, and then, <laughs> scissor me, daddy ass. And then on February the 13th, 2005, Billy Gunn debuts in TNA, Total Non-Stop Action Wrestling, um, without a name. Uh, even though we were referred to as Billy Gunn by the commentary, but Billy Gunn, WB trademark, um, like I said, but the announcers, they refer to him as Billy Gunn. The former Billy Gunn. Uh, yeah, he re- debuts at Against All Odds. Uh, same sort of gimmick. It's Mr. Ass. Yeah, um, same moves. Helps Jeff Jarrett retain the NWA World Heavyweight title in a match against Kevin Nash. Because, um, yeah, it's Jarrett's company. He's course. doing one thing that everyone would fucking do. Book themselves to be champion. Multiple times. Um, he has a match... On um, on TNA Impact with against Sonny Siaki, uh, but then moving on to what we're going to talk about today is his first pay per view match since leaving WWE in a tape fist slash first blood match against Big Sexy Kevin Nash. <laughs> Somebody's in your crawl like he's in mine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you took it to a different level. What, I mean, how'd you guys finish it up? Fear for hatred. It is just all broken loose right here. 
Of all the matches of all with all the people. So let's straight away let's look at key point number one, Michael. Let's look at the look of the outlaw Kip Sop versus or Kip James, whatever he's fucking going by, versus the look that we last saw him in WWE. Um, how many mavens? How much have we changed? We've changed a fucking to a jobber. <laughs> just black trunks, but black, black knee pads, white boots, white wrist tape. <laughs> Okay, key point number two, the theme music. What are we making to that? WG's copyright is very powerful. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta keep the song, but we're gonna change it a little bit, keep the change the keys. Change the key first. Then we'll just change a few notes. Very true. And key point number three, name. We've gone from being Mr. Ass, Badass Billy Gunn to what, what are we actually going with on this? The outlaw. Is it the outlaw? It's Kip, the outlaw. Kip James. Well, they refer to him as James a lot on uh, the, I think it's the DVD version. One of them is referred to him as... I watched Billy, it on the YouTube. Uh, yeah, what, YouTube's Billy Gunn, is it? Or the, the outlaw. outlaw. The outlaw. So we'll refer to him as the outlaw then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so we're basically saying then on all three key points, it, it's downhill from WWE for Billy Gunn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How... The mighty have fallen. <laughs> this guy was king of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> He's going up against former WWE champion. This is a WWE, yeah. This is a WWE yeah. Speaking of the fucking music. WCW's yeah, so lawyer's what still did, about. What did you make to his opponent? <laughs> fucking. He looked out of shape. For a start. Poor lad. He must have had too many snacks on set of Punisher. Yes. And then his attire... What, could he not afford the tassels on his trousers number? TNA's Just a, a black singlet with his yeah. white, white dash. TNA's a weird old time in it around this and, time period. And it the music just time. a shit re, remix of the fucking Wolfpack thing. <laughs> Even with a fucking owl. Yeah. This is like what AEW would be if they didn't have all that money. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be production, but production to an extent because we've not we've got money, but we've not got loads of it. <laughs> but I loved TNA in this time period because you get you had all them old stars that you've not seen since WCW or since their WWE runs, yeah. and it's the nostalgia feel. Even watching Kevin Nash in two thousand and five, I love it because it's Diesel and it's, it's you've got Jeff Jarrett, I mean, Scott Hall's over there, X Pac's over there. It's it's. Brilliant, and then you got your TNA originals as well. Do you know what I mean? AJ's yeah. coming through. You got Sergio, uh, Chrissy Vales. Most, most Wanted's coming through. Do you know what I mean? It's TNA around this period of time was a bloody good show to watch. A bloody good show until Monty's Kip Sop, Billy James, Scissor Me, Daddy Ass turns up. All right, so the match then. Uh, Kip he throws rights to the head of Nash. Nash cuts off. Uh, what? 
Kip Outlaw. I'm just going to refer to him as Billy Gunn. Yeah. Right. It's easier It's, it's always going to be Billy Gunn to us. <laughs> uh, Nash cuts off Gunn with two knees and an elbow. Oh, Nash's best moves. Um, we get a massive close fist from Nash. Elbows to the side of the head of Gunn. Um, Nash is momentarily rocked by a gun before Nash clotheslines him um, that head off his shoulders level clothesline if fucking yeah. JBL would be proud of that level of clothesline Stan Hansen would <laughs> uh, clubs to the back by Nash Gun then drags Nash by the ropes and then smashes away on the legs as today he brings up Nash's numerous knee injuries <laughs> for 20 minutes he's torn this he's done this he's done this he's done this it's this the Jericho effect. list he's got knees that are made out of fucking polystyrene <laughs> I mean just you get a good knee surgeon <laughs> Gun then come, pulls a screwdriver out, I thought of all... Do you know, in a first blood match, to be fair... Flathead screwdriver. Nash uses his acting talents for Punisher. But obviously, because we're not going to get death, uh, Nash blocks the screwdriver. Uh, elbows to the head of Gun. Nash dr- drills Gun with a fist. Catapults over the ropes. Uh, Nash then hurls Gun into the uh, X structure of, of the TNA pay-per-view. And then picks up a steel chair... But Gunn avoids the chair shot with a low blow. Uh, he smashes Nash with a chair. Um, goes looking for more weapons. Um, exposes the turnbuckle. But then the ref blocks the turnbuckle, which I didn't understand. Yeah. It's like, why are you getting in the way? I, what? Just, I didn't get it. It's a first blood match. It's no DQ. You're just there to, when you see someone bleed, you're the match. And then it was weird because then it goes for snake eyes and the ref blocks it again. Yeah. I didn't understand. So it's a first blood match. And why is the ref preventing them from first blooding each other? <laughs> TNA! TNA! The first fucking time we've looked at the TNA in ages, and it's fucking bullshit like this. And I'm thinking, grabbing a flight screwdriver just to end this match now. It didn't make sense. Um, Nash then nails Snake Eyes onto the exposed steel. He does it twice to open up Gun. Close fist into the head of Gun, and he's busted open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the, the ref, though, the ref down, Jared, yeah. because uh, Gun shoves Nash into the ref before this, I forgot to mention, and we got a low blow by Nash onto, onto Gun, and that's what started all this. Uh, but then here comes the it's, owner, it's fair enough to Booker, it because world champion. Here comes, it was a terrible match. Here comes Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jarrett nails Nash with a title belt and then some random stooge comes out. Yeah, and uh, wiping on fucking gun. Why the blood is first blood, but fucking hide it. Hide it, gun. Just put your hand over it. Um, Stop the bleeding. The referee sees Nash, though, that he's bleeding and we have a winner. Um, Kevin Nash, though, he's not happy um, and he sends the fans home happy by nailing gun with a powerbomb. Oh, he can sit out... <laughs> When did he start doing sit-out version at Jackknife? I think he might have tripped over. <laughs> I don't think he sat out. I think he may have tripped over. But Nash has drawn the blood. Now, referee Rudy Charles has been knocked out. He was unconscious out on the floor from that contact minutes ago. Wait a minute. Jim oh, Jim Jarrett just catches him. Come on. Jared hit him. What the world's going on right here? He hit him right in the head with the NWA title belt. Now, what, what, who's this? It's a turning dagger for one thing, and it... Oh, wait a minute, this guy's wiping it off! Oh, come on! He's trying to clear the blood off the face of the outlaw! Oh, this isn't right! This isn't right! Nash drew first blood! Nash drew first blood! Yeah, but the referee was... Look at this! Oh, he's looking at it! It looks like like a Dr. Pacheco thing going on right here! He's got some new skin! 
some kind of a styptic to try and stop the bleeding. Well, the referee's still out, so he hasn't seen it yet. We'd have it officially known if the blood has come from the hand of Nashville. We know it hasn't. We can see it bleeding right there. Look, look, how, the yeah, look oh. how pleased Attorney Daggard is. Oh, Jeff this, Jarrett's this legal right team. Wants. Jeff Jarrett's legal staff. And you're right, obviously, someone dressed here in a, in a doctor's coat who's applying some pressure to the cut. Oh, this is just not right. This is just not right as he's trying to show him that, hey, oh, come on. Daggard seems thrilled. Oh, Matt, you, yeah. oh, no, Jeff Jarrett busted Kevin Nash open with the belt. Hit him right in the head with the NWA title. Oh, they're just so pleased with themselves. Referee's still down and out. Hasn't seen what's going on as you see Nash now coming to us. So I don't even know if he realizes he's busted open. Referee Charles holding oh, out to check on the condition. I mean, he sees oh, obviously. Oh, he sees the ball. And he calls oh, wait a minute. Come on. Oh, this is just wrong. Nash is robbed by the world champion, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, the outlaws snuck one by. Had the game plan. Look at this. Oh, look at Kevin Nash come right back on the outlaw. Right hand after right hand has the outlaw rocket. Oh, he's going to do every can to bust the window, but he can't believe the way this thing ended. He can't believe it. We have just witnessed a miscarriage of justice because of Jeff Jarrett, his legal staff, the physician that came out. But Kevin Nash, he's getting his payback now. First blood or no first blood. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you what. He might not have, well, he actually did get first blood. He's also planning on getting last blood. Oh! Went for the jackknife powerbomb. Drove him down, but the loss of blood from Kevin Nash, he just went down in the well, heat not the same the, 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 the torque that Outlaw put on his knee earlier. I mean, just think of everything that he went through. And plus, he's dizzy from the, the shot from the belt. Coming up next at Destination X, get ready. The Ultimate X Challenge. Uh, so we have a winner. He wins in his first match. Beats TNA's one of the bigger stars. The former WWE yeah, WWE champion. Former WCW like, champion. I feel like that is a great way to kick off the life of one Billy Gunn in yeah, TNA. Resurrection. He has quite the run as well because, like, if you think he goes from this and he joins up with, um, is it Road Dog? Because Road Dog admits that free, uh, free life crew. Yeah, uh, he joins, creates BKM, and then does beautiful he, people, beautiful run with lucky, the beautiful lucky people. Billy. Yeah, yeah, and then you you finally get is it 2013 when he finally returns to WWE? 13 or 14? Yeah. yeah, yeah, when he has that last run last, with tag titles. Yeah, <laughs> part of corporation Lucy, in that. Lucy, who says? Oh no, the authority, not the corporation, the authority. Uh, the Triple H's crew. Yeah. But overall then, what did you make to the first Billy Gunn match? Oh, it was fucking shit. In his post-WWE career? <laughs> it was fucking shit. <laughs> it worked great, mate. It got me when screwdriver got pulled out. I'm all fucking hell. But that is a great tactic to use in a first blood match. But it's, it screams Vince Russell booking, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean having yeah. your first match? Well, they've got to have a first blood. We're not going to have a build up. We're not going to have a long term six month storytelling feud. We're not going to. We're just going to have straight out of that. Straight out of that. First blood. First blood. <laughs> but no, I quite enjoyed it. Right, it, 
it's gritty bollocks wrestling with Billy Gunn and Kevin Nash. I uh, I kind of enjoy. I feel like I enjoyed it more than you did. I'm sorry right for me. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Tell me again how this company got so much traction. Oh yeah, exhibition. <laughs> On that note, this has been episode one of After the E. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. We've just talked about Big Sexy for the first time in a while. And that was the episode on Billy Gunn. Until next time. Peace out, people. Get ready to try and pass the test. Ladies and gentlemen of the Patreon world, welcome to episode two of After the E, where we could take a WWE superstar, well, a superstar that was once in WWE during our timeline, and we take a look at what he did next. And today, we're going to talk about a man that is massively missed in our timeline. Extremely. Uh, one, Andrew S Test. Someone with testicles. Someone with testicles. Now, it, it feels like it's been a hell of a long time since we last saw Test in our timeline. That's because it takes us a hell of a long to get time to get through a year. Uh, but the last time we did see Test, uh, his last WB pay-per-view, it was Armageddon 2003. Cast your mind back. Uh, it was the tag team gauntlet match, uh, which was won yes, by Evolution, Evolution. Um, which had Garrison Cave, Mark Jindrak, La Resistance, Lance Storm and Val, Rosie and Hurricane, the Dudleys, and Scott Steiner and Test. What a tag team they were. That was a fucking era. And Where the feud for a bit over Stacey Keeler. That's it. That's who, it. who gets Stacey's sex services, <laughs> basically. Uh, and then his last WWE match um, in this current run uh, was the 26th of June 2004, which was a Raw House show at Madison Square Garden, where Maven and the Hurricane defeated Garrison, Cade and Test. Uh, and then Test would depart the WWE. Um, he'd have spinal fusion surgery performed by Dr. Lloyd Youngblood in July of 2004. Uh, and on November the 1st, 2004, it was announced that he was released from his WWE contract along with A-Train and Billy Gunn. Now, Test would obviously recover from his injury, uh, make his return to the ring in May 2005 and began accepting bookings with various independent promotions. Um, on August 27th, 2005, he wrestled at Wrestle Reunion 2, teaming with the mass superstar, Steve Carino and the original Evil Clown losing to D'Lo Brown, the Blue Meanie, Tom Pritchard and Dusty Rhodes. That's some Survivor Series team, that is. That D'Lo, the Blue Meanie. That's a very nice Tom Pritchard Survivor Series and Dusty. team. Um, but one of his more notable matches during this tenure um, it was against former TNA superstar Samoa Joe for the World Series Wrestling in Australia. And that's what me and Michael have watched, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Michael, let's get straight to it. The camera angles fucking sucks. We've got two cameras. You can only have two cameras. Hard cam, which you can't see fuck all. And one guy who's got Parkinson's holding 
TV crowd. <laughs> when it fucking panned across, I say the, the capacity crowd, there was about 10 people there. But when it panned across them, it was literally like, I was trying to do it pissed. <laughs> Shaking up and down, up and down. Like he's got, using a phone. Next, it's Andrew Martin taking on the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. And certainly when you take a look at these two, Andrew Martin with the height advantage, Samoa Joe with the weight advantage in this matchup. Pretty evenly matched overall, but these two behemoths are about to lock up here in Newcastle. What a matchup we're about to see. Bit of a styles clash between these two very accomplished athletes. Different uh, so we're in Newcastle in Australia, because when they first said Newcastle, oh, I, right. I, I thought this was Australia. Why are we? How are you, pet? Um, and it's pitch black. The lighting's atrocious. You can only see them you two, let see, alone the fans. You can, you can see them more when they go to the outside of the ring, because they can't, like, it's like someone's got a torch, <laughs> and they light up a bit more. So can, so see, ringside camera and don't follow that wire. <laughs> you can see where it's going. Um, the match started with Tess not being happy about his hair being pulled. Um, the commentators, they had a wild ride, these two fuckers. Uh, they kept bringing up uh, Tester's history in WWE, and they said, He's, uh, he had history with uh, McMahon. Um, um, and then one of them goes, oh yeah, Linda. And they go, oh yeah, Linda. Uh, they were trying to be funny as fuck, and it weren't working. <laughs> um, Test then gets on the mic, and I was like, this match is taking ages to start. Like, We found the match on YouTube, and the video was like, what, 10, 10 minutes? minutes long. The match, was, the match was about three minutes long. But it was the full video of the match. It was just Tess stalling. Um, he gets on the mic, uh, and he says, if any more Samoan Joe chants, I'm going to kick all your asses. Obviously, what does that do? Brings up Samoan Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. And he's Joe. like, stop it. Fucking Joe chants. Fuck off. Um, we get a lock up in the corner, uh, test with a big forearm and then a Ric Flair strut and then he kisses his biceps like Steiner taught him out. <laughs> this is a weird version of test. This like, is and then, very... he, and then he licked a bicep. Yeah. <laughs> but I get the kiss in the bicep. All that's, all that's going on. There's still not very much happening. <laughs> Nothing happens. We get a lock-up again. Uh, they run into each other a couple of times. No one moves. It's that, uh, what Gorilla Monsoon used to say, the immovable force in the fucking... Oh, it was a small force of movable objects. That's the one. Um, they run each other into each other again. Joe finally knocks Tess down. Uh, big chop to the back and a knee to the face makes Tess ask for a timeout. <laughs> Are they the rules in Australia? <laughs> Um, a finger to the eye and Tess drives Joe into the ring post and does some star jumps. <laughs> what is this gimmick? <laughs> he's, he's done Ric Flair. He's done Steiner. And now he's doing Simon Dean. Been <laughs> <laughs> Maven next. <laughs> um, Tess, he works over Joe's arms, takes him to the outside, into the post, back inside the ring. Kick to the head. Arm lock on Joe as everyone takes a breather. Uh, Joe fires back, charges into a boot and then... What only can be described as a stone cold stone to the arm yeah. uh, gets tested too. We never saw that move in WWE. Bit technical there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back into the arm lock while Test is berating the crowd. Uh, Joe fires back again, fights his way out, reverse atomic drop, boot to the face, and a big what they refer to as a Samoan sent on. I've never heard it referred to as that. Yeah, just a normal, yeah, just a normal yeah, move sent on. That gets a two. Um, Test, he asks for another timeout as Joe works over him. Big high knee in the corner. Um, whips his boot over Test's face and then drives a knee into a falling Test. Like, Test is getting hammered at this point. Um, Joe runs into a big back elbow and hits what the commentators call the Martinizer for two, which is his like, TKO? Yeah. Mark, Mark Merrill's old finisher? Martinizer. Yeah, the Martinizer. Not Test drive. Can't <laughs> use, you, 
your test words. <laughs> Martin Um He goes for a pump handle, but Joe slides out and sets him up for a muscle buster. Yeah, he should have gone for a coquina clutch. Should have. I don't, is that part of his moveset in 2005, though? Is that come on later? I'm not familiar might, with all just be his TNA. Yeah, maybe. Um, right, we're going we're to book you like easy to read book Taz. He <laughs> needs submission. Yeah. Tess fights back with a rake to the eyes and a big boot from Joe gets a two. Uh, Joe runs into a big boot from Tess and that gets a two. There were a lot of big boots, a lot of people kicking each other. Um, Tess's Test thing is big boot though, but yeah. Joe's not so much. Joe. Uh, Tess goes to the outside looking for toys, or as the commentators say, is looking for Steph McMahon's integrity. It's <laughs> fucking great, lad. Andrew Martin going outside the ring now. What's he looking for, Scott? I think this could be a sign of desperation. He's tried everything he can to beat the Samoan submission machine. He's looking for Stephanie McMahon's integrity. Well, that's might, way down under. He might have to keep looking. Yeah, keep digging. Testo, he finds a crosswalk sign, and he does the spot that Rock's done before, Kurt Angle's done Austin's before. Austin's done. Austin's done, where he goes to swing, misses, hits the top rope, and cracks himself back in the head. Um, that, though, only... So he should have won by, by DQ. DQ? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the winner by DQ, because I think they sent me an armor. <laughs> I've been hit with a weapon. Yeah. Uh, that only gets Joe a two. Uh, the finish of the match... Uh, Test, he puts the ref in the way of him and Joe. Uh, Joe moves the ref, but Test goes low, big low blow, big boot, one, two, three, and Test is victorious. How that ref did not see that low no, blow? No, it was right in front of his eyes. I don't, that is the, some of the worst refereeing ever. Walk sign under a ring. Oh! oh! Single leg schoolboy! Can he hang on? No! Oh, that was so close. The echo effect of that street sign just tattooed Andrew Martin, Samoa Joe. Open-handed slaps. Uh-oh, referee on. Oh, wow. man! What him right in the coconuts. Boy, Samoa going down low. Andrew Martin going down low. I'll and he got him. View. I'll tell you, point is moot, though. Oh, dear. Wow, what a victory. Andrew Martin victorious low Ooh. blow. Look at that. And that was all he needed. These Australians probably drunk. But what did you make to Australia test? We saw glimpses of WWE moves. We saw, yeah. we saw some new stuff. Martinizer. Martinizer. So he didn't even do his fancy, like, in the burning house position, but then yeah. it's inverted TKO. And really. he, didn't, he didn't do his flying elbow. Yeah. I missed the test flying elbow. That used to be a great finish. Didn't bring all the classics. No. But one thing I will say about... Test, he's looking swelly. Yeah, he's looking a that... bit swellier since the last because he was looking swelly ish. Yeah, last time we saw him, he's looking because he was very... out with Steiner. Yeah, he's looking very swellier now. It's, well, he's uh... probably thinking, like, right, Steiner got made main event in WCW by being juiced up. Yeah, far do the same. Look at guys like Triple H, look at guys like uh, Ogan. Yes. Big guys got there. That's the, that's the thing, isn't it? It's it's one of them. We we speak about it all the time. It's Rock, there's Batista. a reason why a lot of these guys died at a young age because they pushed their bodies to the limits to get this perfect physique that they believe was required for wrestling, and they've pushed and to pushed and pushed till the body explodes. Like look at Test when, um, obviously he comes back in a bit to WWE and then he fucks off when he's the Punisher Andrew Test Martin. Uh, in TNA for that one match yeah. and then not long after that he passes away and when he's the Punisher 
God, he looks massive compared He's to... red. Like, if you look at old Test when he first debuted, he didn't really have much muscle, like, sort of mass to him. He was a big lad, but he wasn't really much definition. Now, yeah. compare that, and that was, what, in 1999, when he was running with Corporation? You compare that, that now, yeah, yeah, so this is 2005, this is six, potentially seven years later, and he doesn't, he looks double the size of the guy he was. Because, mm. obviously, in his mind, for me to be the star, I, I need, need to, to look, look like that, the that. star. Yeah. Um, so Test after he has this run with uh, with, in, 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 with the World Series of Wrestling um, in Australia um, he does carry on for a bit um, he joins the and you'll be familiar with this pro promotion the new wrestling evolution from Italy Ultimate Warrior Orlando yes. Jordan world title uh, yeah. the only thing I've heard from him um, he took on the name Bigfoot due to his Bigfoot finish um, he feuded with Mark Jindrak in January 2006 in Italy. I couldn't find any of the footage apart from the weekly TV shows that are all on YouTube, so go and check them out if you want to. Um, the weekly TV of Test in New Wrestling Evolution. But we did find a promo, didn't we, Mike? With, we did. Are you ready to pass the test? Muscles, 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 girth, big man, beef. That's all that, all that, uh, that promo package was. Um, like a, enough beef to fill a butcher's shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as I said, fortunately, that's not the last we'll ever see of Test because he does make a return to WWE in 2006 as he joins the brand new ECW promotion. So I guess we'll see you then, Big Andy. Big Andy. Oof, remember he wasn't fucking tough enough. Um, but yeah, I, I like Test. I, I like enjoyed Test. watching that match. It was nice to watch a bit of Test again. We've not watched him for a while. It was what the real main reason I picked this match out was because of Samoa Joe. Yeah, like, nice some, to see some nice, Samoa yeah, Joe. Yeah, this is the first time we've ever watched a Samoa Joe match on this podcast. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Test again. It's not really nice because you, it doesn't end well for Test. So, I mean, he's only around for a couple more years till he passes away. Um, and it's it's, it's a very double-edged sword. It's, it's great to see Test looking good because yeah. he does. He looks a million dollars. He looks great. Dollars. He looks a million bucks. Yeah, but. What, how he's doing, he's got there. what he's doing to himself on the inside to get there that, that's not him. great that's not great but on that note Michael that's been After the E episode 2 in the bag that's test done see you in 2006 so there's A train next uh, we've done Billy Gun. we've done we've now done test we're going to have to find oh when he's giant Bernard in New uh, Japan is that what he does straight, I think, straight away I think so we'll have to go away do our research and we'll see you in episode 3 Michael it's been a blast until next time peace out people Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of After the E, where we take a WWE superstar released in our timeline and had a look at what he did next. And up today, we might as well finish that trifecta of guys that got released on that same day. We're going to have a look at that one hairy bastard. Shave your back, he does as well. <laughs> Yeah.
Now when Patreon came into our lives, he spent much of his time on Velocity until December 2002, when he joined forces with Paul Heyman and The Big Show, which saw Heyman persuade him to rename himself A-Train and debut new attire, um, which unfortunately saw the fans often chant, as you just said, Shave, shave your, your back. A-Train <laughs> um, and Big Show, they lost to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 19, after which A-Train continued the feud, culminating in a match at SummerSlam, which A-Train lost. A-Train loses loads. Yeah. I realised this when I was going back and looking at all. He didn't really win much. Um, A-Train then lost to Chris Benoit at No Mercy. At Survivor Series, at Survivor Series, it was on Brock's team in a 10-man Survivor Series match in a losing effort to Kurt Angle's team in which he was pinned by Bradshaw. Um, he then competed in the 2004 Royal Rumble. He was eliminated by the winner. <laughs> um, A-Train was then traded to Raw. Bright things ahead, maybe, in March, two, uh, March 22. A-Train was then traded to Raw uh, on March the 22nd, 2004, before making his official Raw debut on June the 7th, losing to Chris Jericho. <laughs> uh, his last match was a loss to Valvinus on Heat. Two weeks later, he was sidelined with a torn rotator cuff and was released from his WWE contract on November the 1st, 2004, along with Billy Gunn, Test, multiple others. Um, before, and before he could return from injury, obviously, fuck that, <laughs> get rid of him, this is now our chance. Um, so he's gone. Yeah. Day train is gone. Obviously, we see him again in WB way after our timeline. Sweet team, we do. <laughs> when he's Lord Tensai. Um, but what did he do immediately after the WB? Well, in March 2005, uh, Matt Bloom, obviously A-Train's real name, he began wrestling for the Japanese All Japan Pro Wrestling Promotion, adopting the name Giant Bernard, which was a reference to f uh, fellow wrestler Brute Bernard. Um, he went on to join the Voodoo Murder Stable, which is like a Velocity Dream Stable with Chuck Palumbo and Johnny Stamboli. That is... <laughs> what a stable. A velocity... Velocity wet dream team. <laughs> and on October the 18th, 2005, he unsuccessfully challenged... I'm going to fucking butcher some of these. Uh, Satoshi Kojima for the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship. Now, trying to find footage of any of this were a bit tricky. Right? But what I did find during this time in All Japan Pro Wrestling... There's Matt Bloom, Giant Bernard, A-Train, Prince Albert, went one-on-one -on -one with an ex-WWE and WrestleMania alumni. So, before the recording, I give Mike a little task. Name me, and I gave him 150 guesses. I uh, used about 175. Name me who you think ex-WWE and ex-WrestleMania uh, alumni that he could be fighting. And let's go through some of with Brock Lesnar, which was nope. Kurt Angle was one. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones. Um, you had Chuck Palumbo, Johnny Stamboli. I think Matt Morgan was a name you threw in yeah. there. You threw loads and loads of names in there. Uh, OJ came up. And didn't get it. So, set the scene. One corner. You've got a big, burly, sweaty, shave your fucking back. Albert. Beast of a man, Albert. The other corner. And I will press play right now, Michael, and we will watch this together. The other corner... Aki Bono. <laughs> what? <laughs> Aki Bono. I didn't even know he had a wrestling match after WWE. Obviously, WrestleMania against yeah, the Big Show. Show. I did say the Big Show when I was trying to give Mike multiple hints. And I was saying, Big Show, Big Show. Like, it was when he was talking about, you think Undertaker, you said, didn't you? That match, I went, right match, when he said Big Show and stuff. I'm like, right cast of characters in that match. I didn't yeah. say Big Show, though. No, that was, I was trying to push her towards Big Show. Yeah. Presentation. He's definitely 
smoother than A-Train. Yeah, he's shaved and greased himself up for this one. And they've got a great... That's, that tattoo looks very new across the chest. Yeah. I don't feel like we had that when we were A-Train. No, I don't think he had any of them. Oh. Look at the tit on Akibono. It goes all the way around to his back. That's just one big side tit. Be interesting to see how like they present. That side boob. <laughs> how they present A Train here. He does look cleaner. He's had a shave. Yeah. I reckon they met him. I reckon in New Japan they met him. Then you had to book him then. Mm. Well, the, the thing is though, the, the, well, guy's, the guy's six foot eight or whatever he is. He's, he's back nearly three hundred pound or whatever. He's a, he's a beast of a man. But well, I think with Albert. Like going back to his original run in WWF, he was uh, Drozza's pianist. Uh, pianist. Piercer. <laughs> Piercist, yeah. Uh, and he, obviously Prince Albert is obviously the name for the, the Bell End one. Yeah. Which, oof. Ended up. Yeah. Um, so I think that was never a great start for him, was it? Do you know what I mean? It was never really a great start for Prince Albert, where we're going to book him as this beast, but he's, he's got a name of a dick cock... The cop is Yeah, it's never gonna work. And when he when he turned into A Train, there was a chance. Yeah. There's a chance. He's battering him. He should just bat this should just be ten minutes of him battering Akibono. He's having a nap, he's thinking, fuck. This ain't WrestleMania with Big Show, is it? <laughs> it's not a sumo match. Fucking hell, I would have never got him in a No, I didn't feel you would have ever got Akibono. And so I said I'd give you 150 guesses. Look at the size of him, though. He's very vocal, isn't he, A-Train? Oh, fuck off. No chance. You'll end up popping your back out, pal. You know. <laughs> I always like watching Japanese crowds, because they're, they're weird, aren't they? It's all yeah, they're, the very, they're very respectful. Yeah, they sit and watch, then once the move's done, that's when they'll cheer and applause and yeah. It's very much an art form, isn't it, to the Japanese? Mm. But where we've it's very got, cultural. Yeah, where we've got Akibonos. I wanna say Japanese, but he doesn't yeah. look Japanese. I think he is. But neither did Yoko. And I believed for years he was Japanese. <laughs> but no, I never even knew that Akibono went on to have any form of wrestling. He might have had a wrestling career before. Well, he was a sumo, sumo wrestler. Yeah, I know he was a sumo wrestler, but I mean, like, pro wrestling. But here we are. He needs to get on tan bed a bit. Is he a train? Oh, chokeslam. <laughs> hmm. Who did all the work on that move? Oh, he's straight back up. He's like, that's not chokeslam. Ah, so I guess this is what we're building to, innit? Him it's, picking it's him up. Albert Bomb doing Albert Bomb. Albert doing Albert Bomb on him. German suplex. Boom. Belt to back suplex, but... Pin him that. Look at the tits. Look at that. You know. Jesus. That jiggle. That's a good effort, that. Because I feel like... Atrian uh, did a lot more work in that than Akibono. That was just a, a little bit of a jump. You just get yourself off the floor. I'll do the rest. <laughs> this fucking took a lot out of him. <laughs> <laughs> There's that little cartoon bear at middle of the ring. Sponsored by Sushi Wanama. Sunarusia. A Sunarusia. And then what's that running around side? <laughs> Don't head butt in a jab. 
You can hurt your fingers there, Richie. <laughs> Bo Dazzler. Oh, that were rough. The thing is, though, in theory, Akibono should just do the Rikishi sit down on the face because there is no way on earth Albert would be able to get his arms up. The tea bag. Yeah. Okay, all right. Severin Tivak. One, two. I feel like Giant Bernard has to win this. I feel like only one of these two are going to have a successful career. career in New Japan, All Japan, everywhere in Japan. And it's not the guy that's stood up right now. Or bent over because he's clearly catching his breath. <laughs> he's clearly gassed to fuck. Chokeslam again. No. <laughs> Chokeslammer. <laughs> Chokeslammer. Bicycle kick, come on. Boom. One more. Boom. Big mark. Like a tree. Where's he going? Like a tree. Gotta be. One, two, gotta be. Oh. Charge him up like he's a tree. Yeah, he felt like he was a tree. Uh, <laughs> Look at photographer, that's what I've said that for years. Missed that main WWE. Hundreds of photographers right there. Yep. You can't fucking shift at ringside for photographers, making it look like a big deal. Got quite the gaping belly button, hasn't he, Adrian? Wait till it goes another look at it. Quite the crevice. Oh, I've slapped, got slapping back. Two big meaty men. This is what Big E means. Yeah. This is what Big E wants. You and Argy of sorts. Look like a fuck off sit down. There's still like another five minutes left on this match and all, and he is fucked. Why would they book him in to have a, a, a longer than a, a five 20 minute, minute match? match? Oh, hello, Yokozuna. Oh, oh. That could have been nasty if it had fell on his face then. Because that definitely went part of the match. But if he fell oh, on he's it. He's going again now. He's going again. Slam that right foot on the floor. Get up. There we go. Right foot. Left foot. He's fucking not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> What the Fucking jiggle fuck? on him. <laughs> Jiggle on them titties. No, so slap his titty in his face. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was, I'm going to try and pick you up, but I'm too fucking gassed oh, to do anything bonsai proper. Drop. This is it. Perfect. Do the bonsai drop. Didn't think of that when I said do Rikishi sit on your face move. Do the bonsai drop. Even more better. Oh, There's dear. Some, the avalanche somewhere in T-Bag. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Move, Etrian. Etrian's going to lose. Oof. You know, no drunk way. getting him off him. There's, no, there's two matches I've found. Spoiler, watching another one, by the way. Uh, there's two matches I've found. Of this one, I'm thinking, out the two, he's got to win this one. Because I feel like he might not win next one. But we'll get there when we get there. Come on, A-Train. I feel like it's been years since we saw him ever won a match. Maybe on Velocity. We probably saw him beat up like Jamie Noble or something like that. Oh, oh, two. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, that was something. Oh, fuck you know. 
Um, how many mavens for Adrian's performance there? He's, at least he's carried on his form. <laughs> he's cleared himself up a bit, so I'll give him one for that. He looks better, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks miles better. He looks better. I feel like everybody... Billy Gunn looked worse. Yeah. Borderline the same. Test looked better. But unhealthier better. Bloom, yeah. Bloom, presentation-wise, looks a lot better. so much better. Yeah. So much better. I think so far, if we're going to rank a league table of who succeeded after the E, so far, I'd say it's Hatred. Yeah. I'd say it's Hatred. 100%. Yeah. But it doesn't stop Blooms there. bloomed. <laughs> it doesn't stop there for Hatred. I carried on seeing what he was doing because I knew at some point he had a match against someone that I knew. Right? So I carried on digging. And in January of 2006, um, he left uh, All Japan Wrestling and joined rival New Japan. Um, in April 2006, he defeated Yuji Nagata in the finals of the 2006 New Japan Cup. As a result of this victory, he received a shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Championship on May the 3rd, 2006 in Tenjin, fuck my life, Chufukuakaka, something like that. Read that word. Exactly. <laughs> and his opponent, Michael, in this epic confrontation for the World Championship is none other than the beast himself, Brock Lesnar. Let's get to it. Well, here comes the pain. Brock Lesnar versus Giant Bernard. ジャック Black trunks. Mm. We, whatever skull pattern he wants this week. I, I, I don't know how I feel about Brock Lesnar in generic OVW pants. Oh shit. Mm. But he is your current reigning IWGP heavyweight champion. That's Wait, what I first guy did as well. Was he? I think so. I don't know. I don't know my Japanese wrestling. My Japanese wrestling history goes as far as this. Oh. Yokozuna beat Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9. And Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar had a match in Japan. <laughs> oh, and Akushi were a thing. <laughs> That's done. Takamichi Noko, massive in Japan before it comes to WWE. Japanese history done. Why does it sound like commentator? That's a bit of a that's their language. <laughs> I feel like they're, they're like, like someone just died. It's the it's Japanese Owen voice. <laughs> Boosh! 
Come on, A-Train. Why do I feel like Brock Lesnar when you're close up on his hair? That's different. A-Train leaving like Undertaker. I feel like Brock Lesnar's rocking a bit of a Tyson kid hairstyle right now. He's always a... No, but I feel like it's right spiky at the front. Boosh. This is definitely how they should have booked. Straight away, we're two minutes in. This is definitely how they should have booked A-Train versus Brock. He could have been a viable yeah. contender when he was world champion. Before he turned Look at him, he's bigger than him, he's wider than him. Just unfortunately, they were fatter in area. There were two areas that Vince weren't a fan of. <laughs> Looks like he's carrying a bit of an injury as well. Good chop. I love a good throat thrust. Out of the ring goes Brock. Always sells that way. Yeah. Never noticed about that, Brock. Brock will not eliminate himself over the top rope via his back. He will always spin. Even McIntyre. Mm. Even with lashes. Yeah, yeah. Always spin. Which is it's, it's the, it's the safest way to leave the ring. Yeah. If you're going to go that way. Can't fault it. Gross. Apart from what he said, he's not really had injuries. Gross. No. It's been relatively injury free, but again, it doesn't do much. <laughs> you know I mean? That was the mouse that just fell down if you heard that. <laughs> oh, into the ring pose. Yeah, he doesn't really do much though, does he? Right. Even in his peak, he was around for what? Two years? And then gone. And then obviously he did a little bit of UFC. But then obviously got ill. Come back to WWE in what, 2010 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, again, didn't really do much. He doesn't, he doesn't, he knows how to not get injured. Oh, Kamara. Hang on a minute, yeah. So he, instead of counting to 10 count, he did the five count on the outside of the ring. And then at the four count, he went, whoa, stop it. Get back inside, you white cunt. I wonder if there's any Japsatic audience doing. Do you know who? <laughs> can you That's why Brock's in red. Can you work out who's who? <laughs> so what? Oh, big suplex. Brock's in red. A-Train's in black. Big suplex. Looking a bit. He's like a weird hybrid Brock right now. He still looks a little bit like he did when he left. But he yeah. definitely looks like he did when he returned. He's, he's, that belly pumps out a little bit, doesn't it? Gets comfortable at lunch. Just F5 in deer. Yeah. And shagging Deborah. Not Deborah. Sable. Just punch him, clean this, bosh! SummerSlam 2015, 16. Oh, there we go. I think Brock Lesnar's style with this because obviously his amateur background. The Japanese go fucking wild for that. Yeah. Because he's got, he's hard as fuck and he'll bend arms and legs into ways that look like they should snap. And I feel like that's something that Japs love. I may be wrong, but I feel like I'll it's it. definitely some of the way. Screaming in pain. Ah, get up, you bastard. So I think, I feel like I may be wrong again, but I feel like Brock wasn't around in New Japan for like a massively amount of, long uh, of years. Two at best, maybe? 
If you add all his years up in wrestling, with how big and popular and fucking the famous he is, if you want to classify that, like, his career's so small. Yeah, so small. Like his longest run is this run. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Since he come back in, well, he come back in 13, and he's kind of always been there about, and he's dipping in and out, coming back at least once a year for the last last ten years. Yeah. Like I said, up to up to that point, he was it proved how much he got over in that first run because it was nothing like anyone had ever seen. Do you know what I mean? He was, was looks He looked like a creation from a video game. Do you know what I mean? His muscles and stuff like you've not seen anyone like that. And they all could pick it up so well and so quickly as well. Like him and Angle. Such a young age. Yeah. Like no one's ever picked up wrestling, I believe, as quickly as Brock Lesnar and Kai Angle. No. Oh, stop, Ray. We told you this in your last match. You're going to break your thumb. Boosh. F5. Nice. The fans were very impressed by that. They got four claps. Stay on him. I feel like he's cut his head. That sounds like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Talking Japanese. <laughs> Brock Lesnar's like. <laughs> oh, oh, hello. That's a weird pin attempt. Nearly worked. It's the amateur side of it. Ben Jewel, them to you. Sounds a bit gay. I love to know what they're saying. I love to know if they're actually like. Whack shit today, it's fucking crap. I'm missing him, he's shit. He had a shit running WWE. He's had a shit running here. Yeah. He's fluking it. No, the well, I wonder if they're really, really respectful. Like, contrary to how, like, Jim Ross used to, like, he'd have to talk about a wrestler and what they did in the past for hours and hours and hours and hours. I was, was a college this and high school this and um, proper bigging him up. I don't know if that's how the Japanese fans are. JBL looks the JBL loved to go out. Oh, this move takes me back to 1946 with Hack and Schmack and Mac and Donald Duck. How it did that? You're familiar with the, um, the, the stable called Chaos in New Japan? No. That had some fucking members that it, it was part of it was A-Chain. Uh, so Chaos was, this is the list of all the Chaos members, current members and former members. It was big, big, I feel like big stable. We have Chuck Taylor, tell me if you know any of these. Yep. Hiroki Goto, Kaj, Kaj, Okada. <laughs> Chris Statlander, Leo Rush, they're currently in it. Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romeo, Tamahiro Ishii, Trent Beretta, Toru Yano, Yo, Yoshiashi, yep. former members, Alex Kozlov, Black Tiger, Brian Kendrick, David Richards, Guido, Giant Bernard, Hideo Satayo, Jado, Jay White, Carl Anderson, Kazuki Sakabura, Loki, 
Masato Tanaka, Mikey Nichols, Robbie Eagles, Shinsuke Nakamura-san, Show, Takashak, fuck knows, Tech, fuck knows, Takahashi, Wheeler Yuta, and Wheel Osprey. Some fucking group like that I've never heard of. Chaos, New Japan, like their NWO, I imagine. Come on, A-Train. I thought Bullet Club were NWO. No, they're um, they're a little group for smacks. Too sweet, too, too, too sweet. I feel like that necklace that Giant Bernard's wearing. He'd come off really yeah, blessed. He could injure him. That's it now. Nah. So for someone to choke you with. Mm. I feel like if this was booked in WWE, this match would have been over ages ago. <laughs> oh yeah, because it would have been broke. Oh, here we go. Bosh! Albert Bomb. Get a pin. Come on, Albert. Could you imagine if... I don't even know if he ever won the world title in Japan. Could you imagine if we just watched him lose to Akibono? And then in the next time we watch him, he wins like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Somehow he's going to explode. He's not going to, I don't think. I still feel like an F5. Does he do the F5 in Japan? Who knows? Could be a powerbomb finish or some bullshit. Go back to double powerbomb. Oh, that double powerbomb is against Oh, he's remember that. Oh, he's been smiles. Come on, Albert. Right. Bicycle kick. Bicycle kick. Bicycle kick. Oh, I thought we were going up top then. Bosh, great. He's setting himself up now. Bicycle kick, Albert Bomb, new champion. Come on. One, two, three. Oh no, big splash. Oof. Oh, trade. Jesus. Trade attack. Mm. Oh. Vader Bomb. This isn't going to end well. This isn't. He's going to catch him in F5. Oh, it has ended well. Here we go. Well, not One, well, two. Oh. I feel like the ref stopped before Brock lifted his arm then. Suspicious that. I feel like Brock may have left off. IWDP champion. F5. Here we go. Here we, look at that, straight up. No. German. Fuck you, though. very bad. You see a German. I thought we'd get a bridge then as well. I wouldn't believe in that. Fucking bridge, you can't. Here we go. Come on, A train. Bicycle kick. Yes. Game over. One, two, three. One, two. A very early pin that. Yes. I don't trust this ref. He, he blows yourself like him does. Mm. He looks a little bit back like Shinsuke Nakamura now. A bit untrustworthy. Oh, something's happening at 5.3 versus 5.13. Interesting. Oh, I feel like it's a phone number locked in there. 07470 summit. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Come on. Come on. <laughs> right, game over. Get to your feet. F I feel like he's going to maybe do a German or an F5. Straight into F5. No. DDT. I feel like he was going to go for a suplex then and give up. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe, if that would have got wind, then I would have had to punch my fucking screen. <laughs> uh, no way he can go to Japan and lose to Brock. After he's just beat on a tournament as well. Why'd he come to watch the tournament? Oh, another DDT. This time. One, two. No. I feel like that was a three. Oh, brought, brought, busted open. Atrium broke him up. Oh dear. Oh, switch your music. Could you imagine? We're going to get another DDT. Let's do a suit kick. Third DDT, maybe? No. I don't feel like he could get his leg that high. Like he'd severely struggle. Bosh. Oh, left it like that. Kick. Kick. Oh. We're unsure what we're doing. Suplex. F5. Yeah, no, you can see that coming a mile away. And because there's only a minute left on the video. Bosh. Nice, nice F5. One, two, three. Nice spin out on the F5. Kept himself straight. Just a bit fucking shit that went. Oh, you got a trophy and all. Oh. I don't care, but somebody better find someone that can challenge me and give me. So good on the promo, the bro. So good. I'm begging you. Sometime, somewhere, find an opponent for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, lovely that. Find one. I'll make one. Damn it. Tell these no, you won't. find somebody worthy enough to step foot in the ring with me. Enough. Why do I feel like, why do I feel like his next uh, challenger there is gonna be Kurt Angle or someone like that? Why do I feel like that's proper calling somebody out somewhere? That's definitely where calling that's somebody good. out for somewhere for something. But Mike, right, sum up what you just saw then from A Train. Positive he had, he had a better show against Brock than he did Akaboda. True. Why did the champ get more have more offence against him than Akibura. I don't know. Different promotion starters. Obviously, that was All Japan. One was All Japan, one was New Japan. So, uh, is Akibura a star in All Japan? Who knows? Probably. Yeah, maybe so. Um, but I think, obviously, because he won that, that uh, tournament to, in order to fight Brock in the final, I feel like that's... Obviously, you've got to kind of make him look good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He can't just... Like, in WWE land... Right. It would have won tournament, gone on to fight Brock, Brock would have beat him in 30 seconds and it would have made all his victories in that tournament seem pointless, pointless meaningless. Right. But what they did do, which, which is, is... Showed him like a big Showed him that he could have beat him. Credible contender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if he would have nailed that, uh, that German and Brock would, have, uh, Brock would have got out of it and got the F5, he would have nailed that German and could have Albert won. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them where there was a potential there in that in the character and how they presented him. Because I, I always always go back to this. It's not how good he looks, how good he's in the ring, how good he talks on the mic. It's how that wrestling promotion want you to see them. How yeah. they present them to you. If you're presented like a mug, you're going to think that's a mug. If they're presented to you like they're a million bucks. Like, look at Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. He was presented to the world like he was the fucking man. If he was presented to the world like coming out just as Bob Ali's tag partner. Or 
Oh, oh, oh that's yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's all about presentation. And I feel like in I'm, I'm definitely going to go and try and find some more New Japan stuff because I've watched very little of Giant Bernard in New Japan. Um, because I feel like they are presenting him in how you should present a big guy. He's nearly seven foot tall. He's nearly 300 pounds. Present him like that. Don't present him like a mug who's a lackey who is... For the other big guy. Yeah, I was just going to say, a lackey for a guy that's bigger than him, but this lackey then is, is kind of presented smaller than a Benoit, smaller than a Rhino. Yeah. Because your Benoit and your beat Rhinos him easily. beat him easily. Yeah. It's, yeah. You never think, oh, Adrian's with him. No, no. I, I feel like there was a gimmick we missed at the start as well. The hip-hop hippo. Remember when it was the hip-hop hippo? Sweet tea. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. You're getting confused. You're thinking sweet tea running with Broders Clay. I'm thinking hip-hop hippo when he ran with Scotty Tuati. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. With the tag champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's had some fucking gimmicks. But like I said, though, I feel like because we're taking this purely on the basis of what he did, I know we kind of didn't do exactly bang after WWE because it's hard to find footage on the internet. <laughs> um, but I feel like just how he's presented within two years. So we, you look, we looked at, he got released in 04, we looked at 05, we looked at 06. How he's presented in them two years absolutely pisses all over probably the six years of how he was presented in WWE. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And like, and they try and do that when he makes his triumphant return as, as Lord Tenzai because of how big he were in Japan. But it's WWE. And, and they, they fucked it up. Cartoonify it, fuck it up, feed him to Cena and next thing you know he's wearing a dress with Broder's clay. But he does, obviously, his career carries on. So he carries on phenomenally well. Probably the best portion of his career. He moves to be a head trainer at the Performance Centre. Yeah. And he's involved in some The future of superstars of tomorrow. Every, no, enough every superstar that you see on the Royal roster right now kind of have... They've gone through with. him and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Everyone's gone through their tutelage. Um, and is he still employed within a wrestling promotion right now? I feel like WWE released him a while ago. Yeah, I think he's still with WWE. Is he still with WWE? There you go then. Still to this day, he's getting employed be at least. by WWE. But like I said, for me, I don't know about you, Mike, but for me... Of the three that we've seen so far, I'd currently go in A-Train, Test, Billy Gunn. Yeah. I mean, A-Train had a world title match. Yeah. What others did? Well, that's it. Well, Test, I think, Test, his presentation-wise, he looked a million bucks, but we know that that's obviously quite synthetic. (laughs) But, and it doesn't end well for him. Do you know what I mean? But it, it... Kind of did in a way at that time because it gets him a job back in WWE. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the end goal, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? For all these guys. I've always said this. For all, if you're a wrestler wrestling, surely your end goal is WWE. It might be AEW right now, but I'd like to think at this time frame... What's got a bigger reach? Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's going to make you a bigger name? If you want to to develop your brand, I think WWE is the place to develop your brand. If you want to just wrestle with your mates and have fun, I feel like... Yeah, WWE is not the place for you. (laughs) But on that note, that's been episode three after the episode four. It's going to be Mike's choice. I'm going to leave it to you, Mike. You can go away and look at all the wrestlers that have been released in our timeline. You can find the match and it's going to be I'm flipping it on you. So it can be your choice. In that case, we'll go with the charismatic enigma. Oh, we're going to be Jeff Hardy. Oh, cook's sake. Uh, what's, match, what's his debut match in TNA? We'll find it. (laughs) On that note, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. This has been After the E. Until next time. Peace out, people.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of After the E, the place where we take a superstar that got released in our timeline and look at what he did next. And today it's time to take a look at that charismatic problem that is <laughs> Jeff Hardy. As always, I'm Dave and as always, joining me is big sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready to talk some? Take it to the extreme. What an erratic little fucker Jeff Hardy has been over the years. Fucking... <laughs> Give it more, but like well, he takes that many bumps, he's taking. So he has, he has to take painkillers, well, that, and then that's still always been the Jeff Hardy issue, hasn't it? He he took bumps at a time where the bumps he took didn't probably need to be taken, but he did anyway because it put him in a category above a lot of wrestlers, especially the actual era. Exactly, um, but yeah. the bumps equal pain. Pain equals medication, medication equals addiction, and it spirals from there. Throwing booze and everything else. Right. Jeff Hardy's professional... 79,000 DUIs later. Oh, exactly. Like, his, his career has probably had his fair share of ups and downs compared to any other wrestler. Yeah. But his ups have been existence. great. But his downs have been down. Exactly. Well, he got um, released by WWE on three separate occasions over the course of his career. Um, each one of those instances, kind of, it was controversy, it was a mugshot. It was yeah. never in a positive way, was it? Um, his first exit, which we're going to look at today, was in 2003, where he was released by WWE. Um, th- the fans kind of wondered, oh, why Jeff Hardy? Because he was he was quite prominent on, yeah. the, on the brand. He obviously had split from Matt. Matt had gone smackers. He, he was on Raw. Great ladder match for Taker. Exactly, exactly. Um, but he got released on April the 22nd, 2003. Uh, the reasons given for the release were Hardy's erratic behaviour, drug use, refusal to go to rehab. Uh, his in-ring performance was deteriorating looking, by the minute. That's what his thing were in back of his tra- mm-hmm. trousers. Bridge feet started together because sneak out of here. Come rag. Um, as well as his constant tardiness and no-show in events. Um, Hardy also cites burnout as the need for time off as reasons for leaving the WWE. Um, (laughs) So, like, the last time we saw Jeff on pay-per-view was against Jericho in a losing effort in No Way Out 2003. In a very forgetful match. Very much so. Um, And the last time we saw him on Raw uh, was a match against The Rock on the 7th of April. And obviously he got released 18 days after that. So, hmm... How can you go from having a match against The Rock who doesn't wrestle that often in 2003? But it's a then, big name, so people are going to be advertised on it. Being released a fortnight later. Yeah. <laughs> but what did Jeff do next? That's what we're going to take a look at today. Well, we're going to take a look at two things. 
Um, first was in 2003, the 19th of July, day before my birthday. In Ring of Honor, he had a three-way dance or a triple threat to us WWE guys. Um, it was Jeff Hardy with Joey Matthews of Joey Mercury of Eminem fame. And Crazy K, who was a really tiny little dude. Yeah. Looked like he'd been on some crazy kick. And then, so we're going to watch that. And then afterwards, we're, we're going to look at J- Jeff Hardy's debut in the second company at the minute in our timeline. Yeah. A big brand. They've got some big up-and-coming stars. Up-and-coming company. Yeah. Uh, for, so, tits and ass. Tits and ass. For the Tits and ass X Division title, it's AJ Styles versus a mystery opponent. That mystery opponent went on to be Jeff Hardy. So... On that note, are you ready, Michael, for some... I don't think I've ever watched Ring of Honor properly. <laughs> I don't think I ever have either. So let's watch the 19th of July 2003 Ring of Honor freeway dance. Jeff Hardy, Joey Matthews and Crazy K. Crazy K. Death before... Right, straight away, presentation value. I don't feel like this is an official Ring of Honor produced video clip. No, this is definitely. Uh, <laughs> Can you remember back in the day with ECW, they used to do fan cam. I don't know if you did like this way, way back in the day with ECW. They used to sell them as videos. You could buy a fan cam footage of the pay per view. So just literally a guy in a camcorder filming his shit. But you could buy it as they produced it. It was like ECW produced. I feel like this is similar. So who's who's that? Crazy That's Crazy K. Crazy K. David looks like he's had some Crazy K. Who's Crazy? Let's let's do a bit of research. Who's Crazy K? Honky Tonk Man. This is some bad. Kirby Mack. It's Crazy K. Retired American professional wrestler known for his appearances on the international circuit. He wrestled as... Oh, he had a website. Crazy-K.com He wrestled as Kirby Mack, Crazy K and Arthur Rosenberg. Never heard of any of them. Nope. Here's Joey Matthews. Yes. Joey Mercury to us in 2005. One off of Eminem. Known synonymously for having his face smashed, smashed up by on that ladder One match. of his competitors tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy, wow, who gives a shit? <laughs> the thing is, though, this Jeff Hardy now in 2003, obviously, as we mentioned... He had his last match with The Rock, which was quite a good way to go out. But his last pay-per-view match with Jericho, which is brilliant. Yeah. So, but Jericho's private Jericho, Jeff Hardy's private life and his his demons and all this shit that he's fighting has put him in this position now. It's Willow the Wisp. Jesus. Fucking smacked off his fucking sits. Not Victor Road style, but. Such a shame as well. Like, it's horrible now if, for me anyway. If you go back and watch any AEW of recent times with Jeff Hardy, because he tries to still be the guy that he once was. Yeah. He desperately tries to still be him, but he's not. Because he's but the thing is, the guy that he was put his body through so much trauma, mm-hmm. um, outside and inside. Because I imagine outside you can only really take so many bumps well, inside you can only really take so many drugs and that's it but on the outside I imagine it hurt a lot of table bumps he took a yeah. lot of injuries it hurt so a lot of the time you're taking oh. your, you're taking your oh Jesus he nearly fucking fell uh, you're taking your meds because of the pain 
I thought I didn't know if they were chanting, you suck dick then. <laughs> you took drugs. Why is he not? Why, I don't understand. Why wouldn't he come out as Jeff Hardy? And not as Willow, Willow the Whistle. When his name point said Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I don't know. He's just drugs and trying to be a bit different, I suppose. You got fired. You got fired. Are we getting on with it? So is this for any title or any, have you done any research, Mark? Is this for any title or I don't think it is. Is this for the cruiserweight? No, just for, just for shits and giggles. Just a oh, triple threat hand. because we got, Cause we got you, a triple threat. Oh, you've got to shake hands, haven't you? That's the rule in Ring of Honor. Yeah. That's the rule, you've got to shake you've got hands. you got to show honour. Yeah, you've got to show honour. Even if you're a dirty fucking eel, you still got to shake someone's hand because that makes fucking sense, logic-wise, booking-wise. Oh, yes. With all the wisp. How do you know? How do you know? You're presuming it's Jeff Hardy under the mask. No, actually, yeah, I'd say it's Jeff you Hardy under the mask. Look how fucked he is. <laughs> Chewing because he's gurning off his tits. If he's resting in the corner, it's like, I'm just having to come down, lads. Straight away. I know this is, what, 2003? Mm -hmm. So straight away, Joey Matthews looks in a better condition now than he is in 2005. Yeah. It looks quicker. Straight away, it looks faster. Well, this is like former ECW, Joey Matthews. Mm, when he used to run with Chase Stevens, was it? I think so. Something like that. Will Page is 1,200 fans. Rockers crowd. Thing is, with Ring of Honor though, back in, especially in this time frame, um, this look at the booing the shit out of him. No. Oh, here he goes. Oh, oh can we get the mask off? <laughs> Yay! And the boom! How that still to this day? That's an illegal move. That's a kick to the balls. Yeah. Especially Ring of Honor actually being a DQ. Because there's definitely no honour in that. There's no honour in this ring. Did they ever have a Ring of Honor ring? Like, like a, a physical ring around your finger ring? I feel like they should have had. Like AEW's got one. I feel what, like, the diamond ring for MJ? Yeah, but I feel like Ring of Honor should have had a ring. Definitely. Instead of a title? Uh, no, no, they could, no, they could have, yeah, yeah, but instead of a title belt, yeah, for the ring. It's called the Ring of Honor. It's the, the Honor Ring. <laughs> or at least make that the pure championship. The pure championship. I like that one, me in Japan. That's that never, what is it? Never, never open, open weight. That actually fucking mean. Come on, Jeff. It means you can be anywhere to challenge for it. Yeah, but is that not just the X Division? Because the X Division has no limits. Yeah. I don't know. Same concept. Oh. It's a mid-card oh. title. Oh, that oh. Main event. <laughs> oh, what dear, that? fucking me. <laughs> oh, I think that was more um, Crazy Case fault than Hardy's, to be fair. 
No, game over. Thinks he's Big Show. You say Big Show, look at that. Throw him out. Oh, that was a bit aggressive. You can't throw him at top rope. Oh, is Hardy's going to go flying. Hardy's going to go run ropes here. He's going to clear. That's why Joey's like, fucking move. Move, I'm going to launch him into the crowd. Hadja, <laughs> you set a wankers. Jeff, take your fucking jacket off. Reminded me a bit Columbine. Is <laughs> <laughs> that in it? Yeah. <laughs> take your jacket off, man. There we go. Fuck off. I thought you were wrestling in a t-shirt then. And it's nice, just his white vest. Right, he killed himself. Like Think crazy, okay? Ah, man's on. Just, it's a poor version of Jeff Hardy, isn't it? I know, obviously, the presentation is not great, but even still, crazy. Kate looks like a poor man's Austin Aries. Mm, yeah, yeah, or a poor man's Zima Ion. Yeah, like, did you like that reference? AEW, uh, TNA. Just in that. Come on, Jeff. I'll tell you why it's not real, Jeff Hardy. He's not got another T-shirt hanging out of his pocket. He's not got his, he's not got his back pocket T-shirt. Not just like... He's, he's come right. A couple right. mattresses tied together. He's come right. Not mattresses, bed sheets. Bed sheets, yeah. It's like a sneak out of rehab. Sneak out of rehab. Oh, we're going for Bronco Buster. Boosh. He don't do Bronco Buster, he does that dropkick. No, well, I thought he might have mixed things up in Ring of Honor. He's got X-Pac. He might have mixed things in and start turning. Oh, suck it. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, big powerbomb. See, he never did that in WWE. That's new for a him. Pat exactly, so he could have done a Bronco Buster. You never know. People's elbow. <laughs> oh, Swanton. Oh, from there. That's a long way out. Tops off. There you are, girls. One girl screamed. One girl. The only <laughs> girl in the crowd. Yes. He's too far. Oh, bye, Jeff. Slop drop. Boom. Bite him, bite him. Oh, there we go. Swanton coming. Perfect for Swanton. You know, it might be coming up. Swanton, game over. Oh, he's rolled out of the ring. Sensible option. Oh, you're a good twist to fit. Nope. Oh, he's going for the pin. He's going for the pin, too. That was a Referee, quick, count. quick count of what? Ref's like, 
fuck it, I just need to finish this now. <laughs> Booing the fuck out of him. Is that because he's ex-WWE? And he's been yeah. brought in, like, as an ex-WWE guy. Because Ring of Honor fans are a bit marky, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? The markiest. Yeah. So, is that why, because he's a dirty, druggy ex-WWE that got fired for being on drugs? Not that it's Jeff Hardy, where, yeah, oh, he's he... picking up K-Crush. Oh, she's gone for a lover. He's gonna, I think. He's twist to fate him. No, he's the man. Oh, he's not the... Is he the man? Yeah, I think he's the man. Someone, where's the line? So that was the triumphant return then of Jeff Harvey the in, triumphant in, in 2003. The debut yes. Jeff Hardy. So let's move on then to um, there's actual debut from WWE. Um, TNA 2005. AJ Styles versus a mystery opponent. Is this back when, you'll know more than me, Mark, is this back when NWA, it was the TNA weekly yeah. things? weekly pay-per-views. Yeah. Oh, so this was weekly pay-per-view 100. Uh, AJ Styles versus a mystery opponent. What music have we got? The man. Is it? I like it. He always had good music in TNA, did AJ? Always. The X Division. So is this X Division Open Challenge then, is it? I think so. Why is he crying? Why is he upset? Who's hurt him? Someone just told him he's got a fade Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's... Hey, no, they Jeff told me, like, Jeff smacked off his See, this is ultimate TNA, this, me. Jeremy Borash ring announcing. Mike Tanier, Don West commentary. You know what? A six-sided ring. Two, 2023 eyes. Seeing a young, baby-faced AJ Styles mm. is very weird. Mm. A shaven a shave AJ mm. looks weird. Oh, is the mystery? The fans aren't. No one gives a fuck. They wait to see who it is. It is. It is. See you in the future, Jeff Harvey. There you are. There's your fans are cheering now. Let's see how he's presented though, because this is the issue. He looks better. He's grown his hair out a bit more. Still severely on drugs. <laughs> What's all that dancing but, about? But he's, he's got his bed sheet in his back pocket. So he can sneak out of here. <laughs> to the extreme. See, he knew. He knew Jeff were fucking debuting. He knew. He's red dirt sheets, that's why. <laughs> he's a smarky fan. If I he, was paid, he paid for his ticket. He didn't get it free because they were visiting Orlando. He follows Mouse on MySpace. Because nah. <laughs> Facebook and Twitter haven't been invented yet.
TNA Asylum. TNA Asylum. I love, I love this. Everybody said this is TNA. This for me is TNA. Six sides, Jeremy Borash. The Asylum, all the impact zone. That. Either either. Yeah, it didn't really matter to me that, either either. I think so you got today the, the, in the, West Zone commentary, uh, Borash announced To be fair, I preferred the impact zone for the face and heel entrances. Yeah. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with this island. This, in theory, if because it's now been two years since we've seen Jeff. So he should have got a bit cleaner. He looks a bit more stable on his feet. So maybe he's on he's coming. He's up us. Yeah, he's, he's coming up instead of coming he's on down. Cloak. Yeah. I don't know, this should be interesting. We've got a very young AJ Styles. I don't think I've ever seen this match. I am. But it's weird seeing AJ Styles with uh, out the face. Short hair, clean shaven. See, this is a better reaction straight away. TNA mm. fans, they want Hardy. Ring of Honor fans wanted Hardy to fuck off. Really did. This is Ring AJ's of Honor's house. lost with TNA's game. Really true. Oh, here we go. AJ, AJ. Very split. Face versus face. Oh, Hardy, this year. Are we going to have a shake of hands and everything? That Ring of Honor. Here we go. I love how the ref's in the old school ref gear as well. Yeah. Better than modern TNA refs. Oh, mate, don't even get me started. Fucking black sleeves. Them fucking stupid t shirts. Oh. Let's see how many times ref. Let's see if Jeff can get through a match without a mistake. Well, they made me sit there with that drop down. No, oh, the little one, little one. From now, from now. Oh, 30 day free trial plus .impactwrestling.com. That's so you can't nick video and use it as your own. Yeah. I'm still gonna. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Get hand, out, hand away from his balls. What was that? What are they clapping for? Well, I don't understand what they're no appreciating. Idea. No, it happened. <laughs> oh, test of strength. AJ has managed to keep the same physique all yeah. these years. Mm -hmm. So he's now well into his 40s and he still looks like yeah, he does. Yeah. Just he's grown his hair out, hasn't he really? That's, grown his hair out. Yeah. Like, they they were that time yeah. he turned into like Hallboy AJ in TNA where he were hiding up at rafters and he were a bit scruffy and needed a wash. And he's kind of just progressed since then, growing his hair out and his beard and stuff. Suck him on, hair was bad. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a slap. Oh, tops off, girl scream. Do it again. I take drugs. He's looking very thin. Is Jeff Hardy? I don't know if he's how he's got his hair. He's making his head look really big. No, his arms are thin. He's looking very thin. They have the longest of run neither did he? So they were back in WWE for 07. 07 with yeah. Mania with his and brother. Then, I think it was. Then by 2009, 9, 10, he were gone again after his 
Fugue Punk, and then not to be seen again till. Oh nine, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and then till not twenty sixteen. Yeah, sixteen, yeah. Oh, have their break. Pay per view live, but we need ad breaks. Yeah, weekly pay per view. Oh, it's a weekly show, but it's a pay per view. I think it was like four quid or something to watch it. <laughs> no, I think it was quite a bit, you know. I want to say it was like $20 or something like that, I've read. Something along them lines, you know. It was all you know, Owen. Owen Zagori, lovely. Always loved how Jeff did that. That reversing Zagori. Yeah. Boom. Oh, good selling. Nice. See, he moves around us, Jeff. And this, is, well, this is going back to what we said earlier. I think the thing with Jeff is that he put his body through that much hammer and torture on the outside by launching himself onto tables and ladders and everything else. But yet, his body on the inside was very weak as well. Because you were constantly pumping it full of drugs and shit like that. Yeah. So you need the you need the drugs yes. to keep yourself going because everything hurts. But you need drugs to counteract the drugs you've used to keep yourself going because everything hurts. Because then drugs. You but he's taking the down, taking down as to, to sort his body oh, out. Yeah, but he's yeah. taking up as yeah. to sort his body horrible, out. Horrible cocktail of drugs. Oh, good kick. Springboard. Forearm. That's a finisher in WWE land. That'd get you one, two, three. That AJ these days. It was just a set-up move back then. He'd have got a three-count there if he'd have covered him. Mm. Style splash. Building for it. It's mad how small AJ looks though against Jeff Hardy. Well, he Jeff Hardy looks how small. Jeff is. Mm. Because he always wrestles against bigger guys. Yeah. WB's land up giants, isn't it? Oh, here we go. Pin. Sexy pin. Poke a finger in the bum out, bash straight there. Needs to cut them sideburns. You've still got it. I'd be like, you didn't wash Ring of Honor. Like, are you sure? Because I'm not. No, no, too early for Swanton. Especially how slow he's getting to the top rope as well. With a broken ankle. Oh. Well, if you let him do his moves, Don West, he'll do it. I'll tell you. Oh, his moonsault thing. Whisper in the wind. That's, That's the one. Oh, nice connection, that. Lovely connection. He is, he's looking more healthy, is Jeff. Especially compared to 2003. Yeah. He was all over the place as Whisper in the wind. This is a, a much better debut than... It's like he's on less drugs. He's, yeah. No, he's on performance-enhancing ones this time, but not just recreational. Oh! Hello! Kid Lance... Lance uh, Big Cassin. No, it's Kid Cash. Cash from AEW. I know it is. Um, Kid Cash. Kid Cash. Oh... So there's 52 weeks in a year. This is Second a, anniversary. This is the 100th episode. They've missed four weeks. 
Jeff Hardy's left him high and dry. Oh, he's back with a chair. Bosh. Christmas in the year. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, choke slam. This definitely is a TV show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a pay-per-view. You wouldn't. This is what happens on Raw and SmackDown. This is great moving back to all pay-per-view. This is implosion. Just to like implosion. Always on a Sunday night. Implosion has come on before WrestleTalk TV. Didn't they have reaction as well? Didn't they have reaction, impact, and implosion? Weren't there the three? Weren't there the three? Programs. Don't remember. Mm, sure they did. Well, so they're playing Jeff's music as well. Yeah, because he's like not heroes return, but he's the new star of this company, Skinny Jeff. With his, his yeah, I think he's always doing his hair, you know, because his head looks massive compared to his body. Oh, you can't see me. Yeah, he wanted to win. He wanted to win. But there, there we go. So we've seen his return to uh, the wrestling world in 2003 and then his return to the big time. A big show yeah. that's on TV. Yeah, big time. Well, Ring of Honor's on TV. There's not many TVs, but but I think, it, especially Impact in 2005, they were slowly building towards that point where they were they a could have been a competition. big competitor. I think they were. I believe, firmly believe it. Until Hogan took over with Bischoff and all that shit, up to that point when they had Angle, Joe, Styles, Christian, I'd, easily they were the number End two. In 2005, yeah, was two days they, they were the closest anyone's ever got before AEW and after WCW to being to pushing WWE. Yeah, to really pushing WWE. Um, and I think that this Jeff Hardy, if he stays, and this is the biggest Jeff Hardy issue: stay healthy, stay, stay clean, stay sober. He can't. It's that simple. He can't. The wrestling business has ruined Jeff Hardy. Ruined him because, like, like everyone protects is gonna think. Like I said, he's took a bump. I took a bump, hurts a leg, hurt a leg. Take a painkiller. Take a painkiller makes you feel drowsy. So take a reverse painkiller so it makes you feel uppy. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Throw the booze in there as well. Throw the party in. Throw the WWE superstar lifestyle in there. Everywhere you go, oh, it's Jeff Hardy. Uh, Why you drink, Jeff? Yeah, he was like the most famous guy for me. I, I firmly believe, outside of. Austin Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, and all them in the actual era. He is the most famous young guy. Yeah, Jeff Hardy, time. definitely. If you were telling me about a guy that did high flying moves in the attitude era, Jeff Hardy. you think Jeff Hardy. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's straight away. And you always think of the moments like the Rumble spot at Rumble 2000, the ladder match spot where he fucking breaks his tailbone. Do you know what I mean? In the, that big old ladder in Midland Isle. Um, there's, but there's all these moments. When he takes that spear from Edge, made it 17. Oh, yes. Um, but all these moments where Jeff Hardy's known for are all these moments that collectively have been the catalyst of where Jeff Hardy is now. Because, like I said, every ladder bump, every chair shot, every table bump requires more medication. More medication requires more medication. Mm-hmm. And then we, we spiral and we spiral. And we keep trying to come back and keep trying to be the new Jeff Hardy, the new version of me. Like I think the closest we've ever got to Jeff Hardy being just Jeff Hardy 
and not being drug fueled Jeff Hardy is his return in 16. Because that was probably his cleanest point. Yeah. And then six months later, he got done for the DUI. <laughs> so you just can't. Like, I can't watch him now. I can't watch Jeff Hardy. It's the same as I say about Rob Van Dam. I can't watch him now. It's like that's what put me off when they put him in Riddle. Mm. It's like, mm. why? Mm. I think the thing is, Jeff Hardy's moves. When Jeff Hardy did his moves, so the whisper in the wind, the swan tom, the um, assist off Matt Hardy's back in that corner move. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, they were they were unique then because no one did these style of moves in WWE or WWF. <laughs> Nobody. The the closest you got was like X Pack, would flip around, or but no one did a swan tom. No one, well, a senton back then. No one did that. That blew my mind first time I saw that. Um, because then I remember seeing how a senton bomb is performed and how then how a swanton bomb is performed and it's different styles of, of senton. Um, but yeah, Jeff Hardy, especially for me, I was like 14, 15 in peak Jeff Hardy era. Um, uh, well, in his first run anyway, uh, because he was doing stuff that nobody else did. But the trauma that he was putting himself through doing all this to that do nobody all that, else did. That's effectively what I'm Exactly, exactly. Um, but I, I like love always going back and watching an old school Jeff Hardy match because Jeff Hardy, like, except for me, he did stuff when people didn't do them stuff. Jeff Hardy was fucking loved him, adored him. Like I said, oh, now I can't watch Jeff Hardy on AEW because it, it hurts me. Because I think wrestling's moved on as well. A lot of guys do a lot more crazier stuff than Jeff Hardy yeah, ever like did. You got Pac doing his ah, spinny thing, yeah. But the thing is, we back then, like when Jeff Hardy did his spinny stuff. Nobody else did. No one else did it. So it was now fresh. It. So now you watch Jeff Hardy do it now. Like if Jeff Hardy was in his youth now, like he'd get lost in shuffle because if all he can, all he can do is a uh, whisper in the window, the the swanton, where you've got guys that are fucking spinning forty five times in air and all John that Morrison. shit and yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think just wrestlers have moved on because well, it has to and it always will do to the point where they, they're going to hurt themselves, right? <laughs> because well, he's seen a. 450 moonsault, but how about uh, 9, 8, 10, upside down, on your face, backwards, sliding. 450, but I'm going to twist it down. And, and do a Canadian destroyer at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Because that's how it's got to that point where they've pushed the boundaries that far, where now, what else is there that's... What? I can't tell you, last time I watched a move and go, oh, fucking hell. Because everyone's tried everything. And now it's all about trying a different variation of everyone trying everything. But I enjoyed going back and watching Jeff Hardy. Not so much as 2003. But 2005 was all right. So that was another episode of After the E. Up next, back onto my turn. I think we're going to have to go with a man that's soon to re-debut on our timeline. Jamie Noble, your yeah, boy. Because he goes on to have a phenomenal Ring of Honor career. He does. Phenomenal Ring of Honor career. Like, he gets, is it James Gibson? I think yeah. he wrestles us. Uh, mate, he's so good in Ring of Honor compared to, but again, I always say it, it's how he is presented. Present a guy like a bum, he's going to be looked at like a bum. Present him like a million dollars, he's going to look, look like, like a million dollars. That is it. On that note, this has been After the E. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. <laughs> Until next time. Peace out, people.